0: guys, hello and welcome to my podcast, I'm Purva. This is my first episode recording a podcast and I thought why not talk about the evolution of fashion industry, the current situation that has been caused in the apparel business due to COVID-19 and rethink what the future looks like. Today, as you know, the fashion industry is at the brink of a retail apocalypse. The closure of several traditional brick-and-mortar retail stores, which began around 2010, has escalated into a downward spiraling effect. Several big brands have filed for bankruptcy, and the widespread coronavirus is only adding fuel to the fire. If anything, the situation today is much worse, resulting in brands now struggling more than ever, burdened by rising economic crisis and huge financial debts eventually causing some of them to close stores and also file for bankruptcy. I mean, haven't you had that time during the pandemic where one day you woke up and found out in the news that one of your favorite brands filed for bankruptcy? We've all had one of those moments, didn't we? And although bankruptcy does not mean the end of a business for a company, you know how it can lead to liquidation or sale of a company but it also presents an opportunity to restructure while continuing to operate. Or companies could suspend or reconfigure their debt during bankruptcy. Have you ever heard of uh, how brands such as GM, Delta Airlines and American Airlines made comebacks after filing for chapter 11 of bankruptcy code? It's pretty impressive. But when it comes to the fashion industry, we'll only have to wait and watch how major brands like Forever 21, Neiman Marcus, J.Crew, JCPenney, Brooks Brothers, even some brands such as Aeropostale, Jimbry, who filed for bankruptcy before the pandemic survive. But if you think about it, doesn't the question arise? Why are we facing this existential crisis? What triggered this downfall? Did anyone see it coming? I guess a little bit, yes, definitely. What changes in the business operation could have prevented prevented this from happening? Let's find out. To understand more about the future, we first need to rewind and explore the history of business of fashion. The fashion industry was born as early as the 18th century in Europe. Traversing into the 19th century, fashion grew exponentially, And was soon divided into haute couture and ready-to-wear fashion. Fast forward into the 20th century and each decade offered a new trend right from feathered hats to the roaring 20s jazz era. I mean, we still think about the roaring 20s jazz era, the Great Gatsby era, even when we dress up for theme parties or Halloween, don't we? New trends also came up, such as puff sleeves, poodle skirts, bell bottoms, all of that, and many more. The advancement in the fashion industry over these years meant an improvement in the quality of living, along with the ability to express oneself. Mid-20th century also saw fashion become progressively more casual across all genders and ages, Newly developed synthetic materials like PVCs, acrylics, polyester found their way into everyday apparel and designers became more and more experimental with their themes and styles. In fact, these new synthetic materials meant that fashionable styles could now be pro- now be bought at any price point. These materials were so pervasive that even today the 70s is called as the polyester decade. So much so that in 1970s, Vogue declared there are no rules in the fashion game now, actually referring to the overproduction in the fashion market with inexpensive clothing made of synthetic material. Also, fashion at that time had become so varied and experimental. The 20th century saw the birth of fashion shows which laid the pillars for the now hugely popular fashion weeks. We have the New York, Paris, London fashion weeks and so many more coming up. The 20th century also saw the birth of yet another phenomena which may or may not be that great if you think about it. Yes, I'm sure you know it's fast fashion. In the early 1990s, when Zara opened its store in New York, New York Times actually quoted fast fashion to describe Zara's incredibly fast production model that could bring clothing from design to store within a two week time span. I mean, imagine two weeks, that's like so fast. I feel like sometimes I sleep and wake up and two weeks are just gone. Imagine getting stores to the, uh, imagine getting clothes to the retail store in that time span. Soon, more retailers like H&M, Gap, Forever 21, Topshop, and many others began producing clothing in record time. In the past, retailers were used to launching new styles four times a year to match the traditional seasons, spring, summer, fall, winter. However, this fast fashion trend started new seasons every seven days, creating what we now know as a 52-style season a year. So, the phenomenon of fast fashion was obviously off and running, with thousands of styles being produced. But there was a downside to that. There was millions of tons of textile waste being discarded each year. Fast fashion created this throwaway culture that exists even until today with many people viewing their clothing as discardable. The 21st century had a rocky start with the subprime mortgage meltdown of 2008, leading to the market crash and what we know as the Great Recession. During this economic crisis, consumers of fashion underwent a shift in their values. The luxury sector suffered along with the rest of the economy because affluent consumers lacked the money to buy and also because it was considered bad taste to shop while others were losing their homes. While a majority of middle class class population lost their jobs and savings, shopping almost seemed like a very embarrassing activity to indulge in. Out of this recession, minimalism was born. Brands pushed elevated basics like simple basic t-shirts, navy sweaters, basic pants, chinos. Direct-to-consumer lifestyle brands like Warby Parker and Everlane were also launched around the Great Recession in 2010. And they began selling eyeglasses and sweaters without the retail markup, finding an uncomplicated aesthetic that suited their values. Kuyana, a brand launched in 2013, piously encouraged their shoppers to buy fewer, better items. How great is that, right? But guess what? Times rolled quickly and only a few years later, plenty of people who had stopped shopping went back to old habits of consuming luxury goods and stock prices of multinational corporations such as LVMH and Caring began to soar again. 2015 was like the inflection point in the return of maximalism. The transition took place as the economy improved, and with each progressive collection, designs grew bolder, more embellished, and had a lot of cloud prints and bright colors in their work. Today, retailers and brands are pushing more new products to consumers across multiple channels and different geographic regions, just with the hope to strike a sale. The fashion industry produces approximately 100 billion pieces of clothing per year, but dig deep and I'm sure you'll find that it's just too much assortment with lack of creativity. This has also resulted in huge amounts of textile waste. Guess what? One average American now generates more than 80 pounds of textile waste each year. The coronavirus has clearly spent the fashion world around. Amid this pandemic, the purchasing power of fashion consumers has significantly reduced. Fashion brands have announced massive revenue drops almost by double digits. Based on an analysis by McKinsey, the average market capitalization of apparel, fashion and luxury brands dropped almost 40% in the first quarter of 2020. The analysis also further reports that even online sales declined during that time, five to twenty percent across Europe, thirty to forty percent in U.S. and fifteen to twenty-five percent in China. Anna Wintour, the Woke editor-in-chief, is of the opinion that the pandemic has really caused the industry to pause and rethink what fashion stands for, what it means, and what it should be. Wintour also believes that. Coming out of the pandemic, consumers are expected to focus more on shopping and brands and designers that they feel reflect their own values and those that are more sustainability minded. Experts do align with this belief that coming out of the pandemic, we could see substantial shifts in how consumers shop, and this could be potentially an end to the extreme consumerism era as people become more considerate in their purchases. The Council of Fashion Designers of America and the British Fashion Council have joined hands and publicly called for a slower pace and called out excessive production and deliveries. Instead, they are suggesting producing less product that is more creative and of higher quality. They also called for a shift in cadence so deliveries align more closely to when consumers need them. To know more about what information has been provided by these two parties, you can go online to the British Fashion Council's website and you will find a detailed list of all the information that they have put out in the notice. Largely, it is anticipated that there will be a move to more trendless and seasonless approaches by fashion brands, with collections driven by the individual vision of a brand rather than tapping into shifting seasonal trends. Brands like YSL and Gucci, owned by the luxury conglomerate Kering, have already indicated plans to shift towards two seasons per year. The move by these luxury conglomerates could result in other brands following suit. At least, we hope so. Brands such as Chanel, on the other hand, still have not indicated any such information, but, sort of indicated an intention to continue with their six style seasons per year. Overall, design with purpose should be the ultimate aim for fashion brands to follow. If the fashion industry can embrace these principles going forward, then everyone will benefit from it, right from the consumers to the brand to even our planet Earth. Just to conclude, we must remember that although it is true that in times of crisis, consumers reprioritize their needs, it's equally true that once crisis passes, they often return to their old habits and patterns. Fashion consumption is largely driven by the fundamental need to project social standing. Like people routinely consume fashion as a treat when they feel happy and as a pick-me-up when they feel sad. All of this has been the case for decades, so will it change after this pandemic? Especially since it particularly did not change after the Great Recession of 2008. We'll only have to wait and watch. For now, what we can do is, going forward, fashion consumers need to account for their purchases and stray away from extreme consumerism. Consumers will also need to do their research and never hesitate to ask brands questions on their production practices and sustainability policies. Brands, on the other hand, absolutely need to take more responsibility upon themselves to follow best practices, producing less product that is designed with purpose. That's it, guys. Thanks for listening to my podcast. You all take care and stay safe. I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye.